Bokaratov, Bokaratov, good morning, good morning to all of you listeners. May Hashem bless and keep you this day and fill your life with joy and wonder. This is a wonderful time in creation, and this is why this broadcast is coming out to you because we are witnessing and experiencing the dawning of a new cycle, a new cycle in the history of black Americans the awakening and coming of the spirit, the coming of God himself, his God consciousness, as he so prophesies in the prophets, Yehezkel, Yehezkel, Ezekiel, Ezekiel 34, chapter 34, verse 11, promises to come and get us himself. He says it very eloquently again and again in the sacred scriptures, because in fact, no one has really cared for the least. We've been given a religion that has had been able to bear no fruit, fruitless. And so, and of course, we was not supposed to bear any fruit because we are the children of Israel. We are in the exile and we are being awakened, excuse me, we are being awakened by God himself as this consciousness. God is a consciousness that is dawning, not an anthropomorphic character who's going to come and get you. It's not on that level. You're not going to hear any voices. You're going to have a transformation in your consciousness, awakening in your consciousness. And we go to identify with the word Hebrew because we read the Torah now for ourselves. No one has to tell us. God has promised to give us our Lashan HaKodesh, that is the Hebrew way of saying the holy tongue, the holy tongue that is the Hebrew language, the language of Torah. And you know the language of Torah God reveals to us, but not mere stories. The Torah is not a book about stories. It's not a Bible. We have a Tanakh that consists of three parts, the Torah, uh, the law, that is the Torah, the teachings, and we have the the Nevi'im, the prophets, and the Ketuvim, the writings. And so Hashem himself is giving us this gift, bequeathing us this gift in Zephaniah 3.9 to give us a pure language that we can call upon him one, with one accord, Koel Yisrael. So this is a very glorious moment, a very beautiful cycle in time, and we're so grateful to be participating in the awakening being appointed to speak to you in God's holy name to say, and this is the time of the prophetic redemption for you, O law sheep of the house of Israel, to ponder deeper meanings of your yourself. Who am I? You will ultimately reach the truth, which is you are a son of God, an impulse of creative intelligence here in the exile for a purpose, for a time and a season. So it's a very beautiful, beautiful day, and we will begin with our recitation of the Shema, which is the quintessential uh, declaration of God's sovereignty. He is God alone. There is no other. He has no partners. He has no biological children. He has a nation, and we are the children of his nation who are kings and priests, we have been distracted and by virtue of the exile and our erroneous teachings, and we are now being enlightened. And so the first thing we have to do going forward is to understand what's important for us to do. 
it's not enough to give yourself a name to say I'm a Hebrew or a Jew uh, or B'nai Israel. You have to then make a commitment to walk a certain way. And that is called taking, accepting the yoke of the kingdom of heaven. Accepting the yoke of the kingdom of heaven has profound meaning, and we're going to examine examine what it means to accept the yoke of the kingdom of heaven. In Hebrew, Kabbalat Ol Malkut Hashemayim, we accept the kingdom of heaven. We must accept the kingdom of heaven, the yoke of the kingdom of heaven. Then after we make that decision, then we make a decision to proclaim the sovereignty of God daily, twice daily, as many as our hearts desires. But we know certainly to mitzvah twice a day to say this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful proclamation. El Melik Amen. God, King, who is trustworthy. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Eloheinu, Hashem Echad. Hero Israel, Hashem our God, Hashem's the one and only. Baruch Shem Kivod, Malchuto Le'olam Vayed. Blessed is the name of his glorious kingdom forever. V'yahavta et Adonai Eloheka, v'kal levaveka, uv'kal nafsheka, uv'kal mo'adeka. You shall love Hashem, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your resources. They should be these matters that I command you today upon your heart. Teach them thoroughly. Teach them thoroughly to your children and speak of them when you sit in your home and when you walk on your way. Vaderik uve seve peka uve kumeka uve karetam leot alia deka vihayuleteta faot be in eyeneka uve tavetam al mazuzat be yeneka uve sha areka. Talk of them on your way when you sit down, when you rise, and bind them as a sign upon your arm. Let them be to fill them between your eyes and write them on the doorposts of your home and on your gates. Oh, Baruch Hashem. So full of meaning and rich. Why are we given these words to say? We're given these words to say because these words are profound spiritual Impulses of divine light that transform human consciousness and elevate our soul. So we we must understand, O Law Sheep House for Israel, unlike what you've been conditioned to think under the auspices of the Christian church, you wanted something from God. Well, you want God to do this and you want God, you had a litany of things you wanted God to do. Well, from this side of the Hebrew side, that's not really the posture. The correct posture is that you understand what is it that God wants from you. And you're willing to accept that one essential thing that God says you you need to do. And once you understand this, this is calling accepting the yoke of the kingdom of heaven. And saying yes to the first mitzvah. We see here, this is a glorious cycle because now we're counting the Omer, 
in preparation to receive the Torah. A beautiful, beautiful time in our history. And it's a beautiful time in your history, O law sheep of the coming, O law sheep of the house of Israel, to have this outpouring of wisdom about the Torah and about Hashem and about what you're supposed to do at this propitious moment in your life, which will make a, a commitment to make a decision to say yes. As each one of us stands before and must say yes, as we stood before Hashem at Mount Sinai, Mount Sinai, Mount Sinai, and accepted his law for us. So we must stand and say yes to. I want you to look at Exodus chapter 20, verse 2. Very beautiful words. Just want to consider this in concert with our discussion of receiving or accepting the yoke of the kingdom of heaven before we can do anything as we have left now Egypt. We are leaving Egypt, O house of Israel. We are leaving our Babylonian state of mind, our idolatrous state of consciousness, coming to stand before the one true God and make a commitment to follow the one true God. And so the first mitzvah the first commandment that given at Mount Sinai and uh, as I said in these words Exodus 20 uh, chapter 20 verse 2 Anoki Hashem Eloheka Asher Hosea Teka Mi Eretz Mitzrim Mi Beyed Avedim Lo Yihye Laka Elohim Echarim Al Panei Interpreted I am Hashem your God who has taken you out of the land of Egypt from the house of slavery. There shall not be unto you the gods of others in my presence. I want to consider just before we go forward with this, these first three words, excuse me. Anoki Hashem Eloheka. Anoki Hashem Eloheka. Oh, in order to appreciate the fullest comprehension of this verse, uh, and we have understand its implication fully. Let's consider what does it mean now. Let's look at these words. We know that there are two forms in Hebrew for saying the words I. They are Ani, as in a very beautiful prayer entitled Ani Modea, Modea Ani, or Anoki, and they convey different meanings. The word Ani calls the attention to the, to the speaker. Modea Ani, I give thanks. I am the one who gives thanks. In contrast to the expression Anoki, Anoki calls attention to the one spoken to. This is from the wisdom and teaching of Rabbi Moshe Ben Asher. And he acknowledges his wisdom and his genius. So Anoki in the form used in Exodus 20, verse 2, what we're considering here, places the speaker in an intimate relationship with the one spoken to. So here is God talking to his people. That's why he says, Anoki, Anoki, Hashem Eloheka. He's talking to his people. He puts us in this relationship. So so what does it mean? The Rabbi, Rabbi Ben uh, Moshe Ben Ashir says, what, what this is, this is not a pronouncement as in, I, I am Hashem, your God. No, but rather, I am Hashem. I am. I, Hashem, am to be your God. I am to be your God. You have to accept this choice. And what does it mean to accept this mitzvah? And so this is what I mean, that this is what I'm teaching you today. Be to What it means is that we accept and understand uh, our relationship, that the basis of our relationship is not what 
we can get from God, but what God wants from us. And he tells us very clearly in Leviticus, Vayikra 19, chapter 2. He wants us to be holy. But what does holiness mean? Holy doesn't mean having some feeling that makes you want to jump around or shout. Holy means having been uh, elevated out of a realm of consciousness into a higher realm of consciousness because behavior emanates from consciousness. Knowledge is structured in consciousness. So when your consciousness evolves and changes, your behavior changes. So so therefore, this first commandment at Mount Sinai is, is, is not about do we believe in God? Should we believe in God? Because it's, uh, it's understood that being a, a Yehudi, you, you believe in God because you were the one that said yes to God, but said we will, we will do it and we don't even know what you want us to do. That's the temperament of the Yehudi, whether maybe other nations ask God, what, do you, what is this Torah about? Let's have some dialogue. But when he came to Israel, Israel said, no, we, we will do it. Just we'll find out later. Tell us. Uh, we will do and then we will know. Versus we will know and then we will do. That's the beauty. So we understand there's no question about whether whether there is a God. The question is, am I going to make this God and, and I live according to his expectations of me. Uh, do I want to do my thing? So this, every man has a juncture. A person reached this juncture. This is a an, an ascension in morality where you move from an Im- immature morality, immature morality. I want to do what I want to do because I feel this way. I think this is the way I need to be. I, 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 I versus moral maturation. Moral maturity means that there are some things I cannot do. And I understand that. And there's some things I cannot understand uh, because of my limited intellect that I must do what God asks me to do. And when you arrive at this posture, this now is you understanding that if this is our God, we acknowledge that that all of our existence, everything about us, uh, everything that we have, everything that we need, everything that we experience is all given to us by that organizing intelligence that is God, the divine providence. We believe in divine providence. Rabbi Nachman, may his memory be blessed, teaches that a Hebrew. Rabbi Nachman says is one who is crossed over, crossed over from philosophy, logic, intellect to Imuna, oh hallelujah, Imuna, beautiful Hebrew word meaning faith, meaning faith, meaning reliance and trust and belief in, in God. Not stupid faith, but a faith in discovering the transcendental, the transcendental realm, the transcendental light. So faith becomes a level of knowledge itself being connected to that. So when we live in accordance with this life and that we in our lives and, and, and the other, other things of life that, that sustain us and the natural beauty around us that surround us is all uh, God's creation and his recreation. And, and if we believe this, then this is one, this is the first step in moving toward being a good Yehudi or being a good Hebrew is I accept the yoke of the kingdom of God, that God Almighty is sovereign. Being a Hebrew is not about calling yourself a Hebrew name and wearing a costume. It isn't. It's about following the precepts that are delineated in the Torah and seeking out the wisdom of enlightened rabbis who teach you more than you'll ever know. 
If we move beyond our level of ignorance, and we're in gross ignorance right now moving forward, and this is why we prepared discussion of one, what does it mean to be a child of Hashem, to be a member of his intimate nation and family? The first requirement, first requisite for you is to accept the yoke of the kingdom of heaven. And once you accept the yoke of the kingdom of heaven, then you can go forward to bear fruit. You can't work for God until you accept the yoke of the kingdom of heaven. That's why a slave cannot work for God because a slave is bound to his master. And so we have been enslaved and have a slave men- mentality So, and, we haven't ha- and we've been idolatrous. We haven't known God. We've served a man uh, and worshipped a man and we were taught by people who, who have a, a proclivity and orientation affinity with idolatry. And so we assimilated their ways and this was of course was the curse of the exile. But here we are are now uh, being delivered from from uh, Israel, delivered from e- e- Egypt, Mitzrayim, uh, and once we accept the yoke of the King of Heaven and accept. We say the Anoki Hashem Elohega. Yes, you are my God. Then the second part, the second half of this first commandment, which reads Asher Hosea Teka Mi Iretz Mitzrayim Mi Beit Avadim. Who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of slavery? Hosea Tika. Hosea Tika. He himself. He himself is coming to get us. That's why I said to you uh, earlier in Ezekiel. Yeheskel, Ezekiel 34. Chapter 34, verse 11 through 13. Uh, Hashem himself says, I'm coming and get you myself because no one has really cared. The priests haven't cared. The, the ministers haven't cared. The elite haven't cared. They've, they've puffed themselves up. So Hashem now going to come. That's what happened to me being awakened by consciousness to say, get up. You are my son. Go to Israel. Go take a mikvah. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai in Maron, go to Sfar, take mikvah, the Rabbi Isaac Luria, go sit with King David, go touch the wall, go pray, and go listen to some of the teachings of the great rabbis who are the uh, teachers or the devotees of Rabbi Nachman, and learn about the Tikkun Haglali, and what is the implications and the meaning of the covenant, so that you can go back and tell your people, which we're going to talk about next our next broadcast, what is the meaning of the covenant? What is the covenant? See, And so we have this covenant that our forefathers made with Abraham, and we have been violating it as a way of life because sensuality is part and parcel of the black man's identification, and that's what we learned coming back from those old slavery days when we were conditioned to act like like beast and had no no morality, which is in part is a part of our destiny. But again, this is the propitious moment. This is the glorious time. Hashem Himself is coming to get us, and He is doing that now. And that's why He's appointed me to come and say to you: You must say Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Learn it to say in Hebrew because the redemption is coming. The Mashiach is dawning. That's why. This broadcast is entitled Shema Yisrael from Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 8. And the best way to say the Shema, if you can, you can say it in, in any language because you should always speak Rabbi Nachman, say it in your natural tongue.
And I agree with that. Your natural tongue, your mother tongue. But then God will give you, he will bequeath to you is a holy tongue, which is Ivrit, Hebrew, Ivrit, and Lashan HaKodesh. And when you speak it and articulate these sounds, then there's a profound uh, neurophysiological and psychological response because your body was constructed by these sacred sounds and your physiology resonates with these sounds and you have a profound uh, reaction to saying these sounds. So I'd encourage you always to study and learn to say the Shema, uh, the first paragraph, Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad in Hebrew, every day, twice a day, and you will see it has an effect because these are not mere letters. These are not mere letters. And let me emphasize it again. These are not mere letters. These are primal impulses of sacred light, if you will. So very, very beautiful. So we now, once we accept the yoke of the kingdom of heaven, then we can begin to pray and say daily Shema with conviction and the very Shema itself. Shema uh, will have a profound transformative effect. I want to talk to you just now before we move on uh, since this is the final redemption uh, and every man from every every nation and tongue is going to take hold of a, of, of, of a, of a seat, seat of a Yehudi and say listen we want to be with you because God is with you. Uh, there is, has always been a strong conviction in African American population of having Israelite ancestry and throughout my childhood and doing my travels in the developing world I encountered the remnant of Israel. And here, his, looking back historically, go back as far as 1880 in Chattanooga, Tennessee, there was a man by his name of Mr. Cherry, F.S. Cherry, and he taught uh, that our people were the remnant of Israel. And we see a man also in 1896 uh, named William Crowdy established a Hebrew congregation in Lawrence, Kansas. And then in 1899, we have a Moorish Zion temple in Brooklyn, New York. And then in 1900s, New York, there was a man by the name of Arnold Josiah Ford who founded the congregation, Bet Benet Abraham. And then in uh, 1918, Winsworth Arthur Matthew founded the Commandment Keepers. And the Commandment Keepers and Rabbi Matthews became one of the leading rabbis in Harlem and other branches of the key of, of uh, Commandment Keepers spread out in Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and New Jersey. And in 1967, Ben Ami and his followers in Chicago, they migrated to West Africa and then on to, to the city of Demona. In, in, in the, in Holy Land, where they currently reside in an African Hebrew kibbutz in Demona. I've been there to visit them. They are a very holy group with a very uh, high level of consciousness and they are integrating themselves into the, uh, the community and consciousness of Israel as, as the uh, Ethiopian Hebrews. I had the privilege of visiting Ethiopia. This summer, this past summer, and spent some time with Ethiopian Hebrews in their in their synagogue and worshiping with them, um, bringing in the Shabbat, keeping the Shabbat. It was so so beautiful and so touching experience. So something wonderful is happening 
all over the world. Something good is happening all over the world as the world is being uh, awakened. And that's why it's always darkest before the dawn. I want to to express my my sympathy and, and to all of uh, the families of the victims of the, the the mass killings in Virginia Beach. My heart goes out oh, to them. Uh, we see these mass killings occurring. They are they are messages from the universe. The universe is a sentient being, and the universe is saying to us, and we are hard of hearing and recalcitrant, uh, that we need to. Uh, give serious thought to moving to a higher level of spirituality where the gun is not needed because the gun is based upon one thing, the need of fear, of fear. Because once you, once you have accepted the yoke of the kingdom of heaven, you accept divine providence, you accept that God does everything, you accept that God's going to protect you. Whatever happens is God's will. If 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 I'm I'm quote so what see there's no state such thing as protection. Uh, whatever happens is God's will, and I'm going to read now. Shift gears and read uh, some of my writings, the purpose of life from my book, the purpose of life by Doctor Yeshua Yisrael. The goal of life is the transformation of the small self into the universal cosmic self. This is a process of God-realization. The purpose of life is to realize that you too are an expression of that singular intelligence which generates, organizes, and dispenses everything in creation. This is a process that gives rise to an ever-expanding happiness, joyfulness, which grows in direct proportion to one's synchronicity with that divine consciousness. The purpose of life is to discover that you are not the body. The body is only a garment for the soul. The purpose of life is to discover that you are not the mind. Your mind is the screen upon which consciousness is projected. The purpose of life is to realize that you are not the gender. The gender merely is a category of anatomy. You are not your ethnicity or culture. You are not your sexual focus. These are relative biological amalgamations. Nothing about the so-called you is real. You are an eternal impulse of differentiated consciousness. I wrote that to give you an answer about who you are. Let me read another poem. It's called The Secret. I am. I am a pattern of intelligence. I am vibrating at a quantifiable frequency. I am perceived as a human, yet I am not a human. I am consciousness. I was created to be exactly as I am. I am continuing to create my temporary body day after day to experience the beauty of this planet. I am not in the world. My world is within me. The trees, the mountains, the rivers, the oceans, the stars, friends, lovers, moon, planets, and the sun are all within my consciousness. I am created by the actions I take as character, morality, and integrity determines destiny. The external world is merely a mental projection of my internal reality. I'm here, and I'm there, and I'm near, I'm far, I'm everywhere, I'm nowhere in particular. A location in time is a matter of mind. 
My external and internal world arises independently. They are determined by the frequency of my spirit. I have no beginning or end. My body is a mere perceptual trick. I am an impulse of eternal creative intelligence. This is where we're moving to with a higher definition of ourselves, a higher definition of spirit. What does it mean to be spirit? What is spirit? Spirit is consciousness. And when we say that we are the Hebrew people, that means that we're no longer defining ourselves based upon a color. We're basing our definition of ourselves as an impulse of eternal consciousness that is holy. Its inception, its purpose is to be holy. It is light. It is illuminous. It is healing. It is warmth. We must study the Lashan HaKodesh because that is the quintessential tool given to the Hebrew people. You can't say you're a Hebrew and can't read Hebrew. That's why you could never read English because you weren't English. You're a Hebrew. Now you're given your Lashan HaKodesh. Read, study, transform yourself, raise your level of consciousness, a higher definition of yourself. Become Kadosh, because holiness is the way. The main purpose of life is to serve God and to work in his way for the sake of his name. And he's given us a tool by which we can grow. I'd like to give a shout out to a very beautiful family in Little Rock, Arkansas, Mr. and Mrs. Rose. I had an opportunity to visit with them last week. They're a real classy family, high moral people, intellectual family, spiritual people. They have a lovely daughter. It was good to visit with them. They're finding their ways. Thousands of others' families are coming to cast off the shackles of slavery and idolatry and to center themselves and to position themselves to receive a great inpouring of the spirit of the almighty God. There's a very beautiful saying called Hanashama Tihaliel Ya Hallelujah. Call Hanishama Tihaliel Ya Hallelujah. Call Hanishama Tihaliel Ya Hallelujah. Let all souls praise God. Hallelujah. Let all souls praise God. Hallelujah. My point to you, O lost sheep of the house of Israel, that your gift, your quintessential gift, your gift is prayer. Your power is spirituality. Prayer is the ability to have the universe respond to your petition. The power of prayer. The power of prayer. The power of prayer is proportional to your cultivating the prayer. You're cultivating the prayer by talking to the universe. Rabbi Nachman calls this hit budidut. Hit, H-I-T, hit B-O-B-O-D-U-T, hit budidut, secluded prayer. Learn to talk to God, talk to the universe because the universe is a sentient being. You are an individualized aspect of that universe because when God created men, he blew into man the breath of life. That breath of life is the soul, the, excuse me, the soul of God. The soul of God 
is the consciousness of God. The consciousness of God recognizes itself and responds to itself. So prayer is surrendering your desires to the universe in your most humble posture, the most humble posture, the most humble posture. So may Hashem bless us and keep us and help us to grow in the unity of the Holy Holy One Himself, the Holy One Himself who is transforming us, making us grow more and more and more. So may Hashem's name always be blessed and praised. May we raise the banner of Hashem's holy name. May we learn to recite the Shema. May we reflect upon the uh, the the mitzvah in chapter 20 of Exodus, Exodus chapter 20, verse 2, uh, Hashem asks us, will we accept him to be our God? And he says, Anoki Hashem Eloheka, Anoki Hashem Eloheka, I am to be your God. He is to be our God. Strengthen us and love us to grow in his way. May Hashem be blessed and praised in every way, from time immemorial to time immemorial, forever and ever. You know, it's important for you to understand that one of the one of the reasons this that this program has come uh, has come forward in the universe that it's important to announce to you, O House of Israel, to give you a better, a clearer understanding of the concept of Messiah. What does it mean? And what is Torah? I want to talk a little bit about two of these things, this notion of Messiah. This notion of Messiah, and we're waiting for Messiah. I want you to understand, O law sheep of the house of Israel, that our very position of being in exile, being sent into exile, into slavery a second time, as the scripture said to us in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter in verse 68, I'm going to send you back to Israel, uh, excuse me, send you back to Mitzrayim, send you back to Egypt. And Egypt, uh, let me just make a point, Egypt is not a geographical place in this context. Egypt is metaphorical for a a, a low place of morality, a place of selfishness, a place of egocentrism, a place where the fundamental question is, what's in it for me? A question is, what I want it all, I want it now. This is the mentality of what is meant by Egypt. But in contrast to the, I want something for the purpose of sharing that with others. I want to receive for the purpose of bestowing upon others. I want to become spiritual, which means I want to engage in practices that nullify my ego and my reactive tendencies. So becoming a part of the family of Israel, becoming holy and kadosh means that we engage in practices, and this practice is understanding what the Torah is and reading the Torah, not from the perspective of the most superficial level of the Torah, the most superficial level of the Torah called Prasad, 
uh, is the literal story. Well, that's now we're going to a deeper uh, understanding of things because we're being released from the shackles of idolatry and slavery there where we have uh, rested complacently for the last 400 years and be given now a technology of consciousness that can be engaged, which is the Torah, uh, and, and giving a deeper meaning of Torah by God giving us a vehicle by which we can access the profound light of the Torah, which is the letters themselves, and giving us an insight into understanding why uh, learning Hebrew is a must. It's really not an option. It is the quintessential character uh, of a person who is righteous in, in, in the house of Israel. And we meet so many of these people. I've met so many of them in Israel. Beautiful Torah scholars, uh, holy, holy rabbis. There's a wonderful, loving rabbi I know in Miami, Florida, Rabbi uh, Abraham which is so sweet. Fadida Abraham is always helping me on, on my journey. And I've met many others who are compassionate. But what we have to do in this time is to learn our language, learn our Lashon HaKodesh, for, and then, then grow. And we don't even, we can't imagine what it means to grow and flower spiritually. And we have the technology, the, the technology of spiritual consciousness is, is, is wearing our seat seat, laying to fill in. And we can talk about this as we go forward. And so this notion of, uh, of, 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 of a Messiah we find in the uh, Tanakh many, many examples of this idyllic period where there's not going to be strife, there's not going to be anxiety, there's not going to be war, we won't be studying war. We see this in Isaiah chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 4. It's a beautiful story of when we're not going to have a need to uh, fight anymore. We're going to beat our swords into plowshares. We find, again, examples in Isaiah 32, 15 uh, uh, through 18. It's so beautiful. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 15 through 18. Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 9. Hosea chapter 2, verse 20. Through 22. It's so beautiful because I love this verse. It says, uh, uh, they're gonna, it's a beautiful statement of, uh, the, about knowing that I, be, I, be, I betroth myself to you. God's gonna marry us. I betroth myself to you with righteousness, justice, kindness, and mercy. Oh, they're so beautiful. I reflect upon these words. Hosea. And, and most importantly, it's a promise made. It's a God makes a promise in Hosea, uh, 2.20. Chapter 2, verse 20 to 22. Uh, he makes a promise. And you shall know me. You shall know Hashem, see? Uh, I betroth myself to you with righteousness, justice, kindness, and mercy. And you shall know. And what does hold? Not, not believe. He said, you shall not believe in me. You shall know me. And that word knowledge, knowledge, knowledge is diet in Hebrew. And to know is to be unified with something. To know it is to be one with it. This knowledge is the link between the observer and what he observed. 
that link, that connects you so it's no longer a dichotomy. You know it. So God says in Hosea chapter 2, verse 20 through 22, that he's going to marry you. <laughs> You're going to know me. You don't need no other savior but me. He goes again and again and again. He says, there is no other God but me. There is no other savior but me. I alone am God. So we see from this now, when we understand these messianic promises, that no one has ever fulfilled these scriptures because we're living in a time. We haven't reached that idyllic time, that perfect time in society, but we're headed for it. And that's why this program has, has arisen for me to announce that the first rays of sunshine of the Mashiach's coming is, are here. And that's why someone like me, a, a little cat from Alabama, would be resurrected from the grave of Christendom and anointed to go to the Holy Land multiple occasions to walk upon that land and feel that land and be transformed by that land and touch the Holy Temple and pray in sacred places and and enter into the mystery of Hashem's redemption and come back and say to you that this is something wonderful is taking place. I am not the same. I have tasted the, the fruit of the world to come. We have doing Kiddush every Friday to welcome the Shekinah, to welcome the Shabbat, to keep the Shabbat, because we're commanded to keep the Shabbat, because the Shabbat is holy, because seven is holy. The seventh day is a holy day, and the seventh day is saturated with an extraordinary creative intelligence that when you come apart from your work and enter into the mystery of the Sabbath, that that sanctity is infused into your soul, into your consciousness, and your body is rested. Your intelligence is heightened. Your perspective is broadened. The windows of your perception are clean. And you become a better person and a more effective person wherever you are. That's the beauty of keeping the Shabbat. And I would, if I were you, not let anyone coerce me into working on the Sabbath day. Because it's a quintessential test of your faith. Do you trust, do you trust that Hashem will provide for you? Or must you violate his tenet and go do something and earn money that will damn your soul? So what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and yet lose his soul? So it's a very beautiful time. Uh, the Mashiach is coming because the prophecies that I mentioned to you in Isaiah uh, uh, 2, in Isaiah 32, in Isaiah uh, 60, in Zephaniah 3, 9, Hosea chapter 2, and 22, 22. Um, verses Amos 9.13 and uh, Micah 4.14 Zechariah 8.23 Zechariah uh, 14.9 all speak of a time that has yet to manifest and blossom. What we want to do and why I have arisen is to say we must bring in this time. We can usher in this time the first rays of this coming the Mashiach wants to come that's why I have been resurrected from the grave to to go to 
to Rebbe Nachman to to touch the grave, to pray in those holy places, and to be empowered with with His Spirit to say, "Listen, there is a more excellent way for us to live, and we are the last, the lost sheep who are the last sheep, are in fact the first sheep because of a spiritual potential that we have been given. The world is moving in direction." Mm-hmm. That ensure its demise is on the slippery slope of debauchery and going down, whereas the children of Hashem are being awakened, awakened throughout the world, not just here, across the world, and say, hey, it is our responsibility. We have a moral and ethical responsibility to make this a better world. And that's why we say, if you are the Hebrew children, that means you are the children of God. You're the children of light. If someone's if someone needs, someone's in darkness needs to see light. And the problem with society, because we have the mass killings, is because darkness is overshadowing the light. And the darkness overshadows the light when the body takes precedence over the soul. And here in this country, it's all about your body and your gender and your body, your sexuality, your body. And none of that's authentic. That is not you. You are an impulse of creative intelligence that's ageless, timeless, eternal. You are soul. You are the spirit. And so when I'm talking to the seed of Abraham or the the lost sheep of the house of Israel, I'm not necessarily talking to an ethnic group. I'm not talking to people of color or this gender. I'm saying those spirits who, like myself, who were hungry for more and knew that they were estranged from their father and alienated from their self, and they cried out, and that God came and ushered us to a higher plane of being at peace with him and honoring the prophets and honoring those who have Preserve the light. That's why I love my Jewish brothers. I love those people who stood and preserved the light and who suffer greatly because of what they had to endure. And I love reading the teachings of the great rabbis. And I want to acknowledge again a great man, Dr. Raphael Haller, Haller. Uh, a great mentor and teacher of mine who gave me a wonderful book. I shall never forget. He gave me many books, but one book that he gave me in particular is called Praying with Fire. Oh, boy, it's a wonderful book. Huh? Kavanah. Being, getting in the zone where you can feel and talk to Hashem. So uh, may Hashem bless you, uh, Dr. Haller, wherever you are and give you good health and you continue to help heal the world by being the wonderful, compassionate Yehudi that you are. Also, uh, Dr. Marty Adams is a wonderful, wonderful man in Houston, Texas, who uh, made an indelible impression on my life by his kindness and is willing to help resurrect a soul that was, was downed. And there are many people who are compassionate, loving, kind. And that's what this uh, program is about, is helping to heal the world, heal the world by going to the most marginalized, those who are most disenfranchised and saying to them, because I came from that group, you know, we are, we are children of light. We are sparks of divinity, but we have fallen, we have fallen into the lowest corridor, corridors, uh, lowest corridors. 
but because we were capable of rising from this low card or we descended here and now with the swing of pendulum the turn and tackle the the, the the turn in the cycle of time we now must rise up and i say to all you basketball players and rappers and great athletes and and people who have great skills like that use your skill for hashem use your skill to make this world a better world sing about love Put away the gun, put away the violence, put away the hatred. We're going going forward, we're going to have to have a higher definition of myself. That's why I've said we are Hebrews, because that connects me to the spirit that connects me to Abraham, Baruch Hashem, Father, Avinu Abraham. May his name and memory be blessed, because he is considered the first Hebrew. He was the first one who crossed over crossed over literally and figuratively and we must do the same thing and that's why it's imperative that we go to Israel to touch the land because once you touch the land and come back I told you you can now then clap your hands because hand clapping is a very very wonderful spiritual gift and it helps to bring forth the air of Israel wherever we are metaphysically and dispel the impure air where we are here in the in the exile so Give thought to your spiritual identity. Give thought to your destiny. Give thought to what it is that you can do to heighten your relationship with God. Give thought to the world to come. And please understand that nothing that you're going to achieve here in this world in terms of what you're going to accrue, your houses, your boats, your cars, your mansions, none of this you can take with you. It is of no spiritual value. It's just for a temporary period of comfort and it's very very meaningless in the the big the big picture but the real question is what have you cultivated so that you can really project high into the world to come to go to the next highest level to the heaven to the heaven that is eternal and this is the question that i'm putting forth to all of us who say that we are the hebrew people that means that we are people of the book. We are the ancient people of the book. We are the children of Hashem. In a unique way, all people are the children of Hashem. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. But he has given us particular assignments, particular work responsibilities and our work, Koel Israel, Am Israel, is to be the light. In this new Israel, we won't be an arrogant fraternity. We'll be humble, loving, kind, compassionate people to everyone because what we have received is life. We have not received knowledge. Yes, we receive knowledge, but the knowledge is superficial relative to really what's there is the immortality, the immortal light of Hashem, the light of God, the light of his intelligence that now animates the body because when we put forth the needs of the soul above the level of the body, then we can have eternal life. And that's a part of the new destiny. We're moving not just to a new philosophy. No, no, later for philosophy. We are moving to a more intimate relationship and degree of life so that we can experience the full scope of the life. Our physiology can function optimally so that the definitions of life will be put forth. For example, it, right now, what we live in darkness, you say you're 70 years old, you're thought to be old person, but actually we're feeling with the new definition we received that 70 is just the beginning of life. We're becoming full of life, becoming light, 
becoming everything that we can have. Hashem wants us to, to seize this moment and to understand how we can, we can be all that we can be. That is being spiritual. That is by being optimal. Seek ye the spiritual things of this world. Cultivate the spirit. We can't, we can't cultivate the flesh. If you follow the flesh, then you will die. If we cultivate the spirit and the soul, then the soul can overcome the body. And so the definitions of life are changing and we're at a threshold of a new dawning. That's why I say, Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Chad V'yahavta et Adonai Eloheka B'kal Levaveka Uvakal Nafsheka Uvakal Moadeka And when you love Hashem with all your heart, all your soul, all your resources, it becomes your principal preoccupation. Your principal preoccupation becomes with loving God, honoring God, interacting with God, thinking about God, talking to God, and this has a profound effect. It raises the platform of your own consciousness. It becomes a means by which you can evolve. I teach a technique, meditation technique called self-reflection. SRT self reflection how to how to how to dive into that interior part of our being to be refreshed through the interaction with our authentic self our spiritual identity and this is the quest going forward into the 21st century that we define ourselves not based on color not based on ethnicity not based on gender but based on consciousness, the awareness of ourselves as not being physical, the awareness of ourselves of being more than physical, the awareness of ourselves as being eternal, eternal, eternal impulses of divinity. What a beautiful revelation. That's beautiful revelation. Let me read in closing this poem to you. Born again. Born again, life never ends. And through meditation and prayer, I found a gate that led me out of here. A true friend, the spirit and life from within. The spirit, dear, it whispers in my ear the name of the almighty God that will get me out of fear. Holy name on my brain, help me to freedom if I go insane. Holy name of Adonai, oh please, I beseech you, O Savior, do not pass me by. With my heart open wide, I surrender my pride and ask the Spirit to abide. Then, much to my surprise, he opened my eyes and I realized that inner contemplation leads to perpetual spiritual transformation and rejuvenation of the everlasting life. Born again? Yes. Again and again and again and again is life that never ends. And I say each day again and again, I will cry. I love you, Adonai. Thank you for not passing me by. I greet you in closing in the Hebrew language. Shalom Alenkam.
Anabakoa Gaduladi Minka Tati Setsura Kabil Renadam Kas Agvenu Tarenu Nomara Nagibo Doshe Yehudika Kavavachamrem Barakim Tarim Rakamisis Dati Katamid Gamlem Asin Kadosh Barov Tufka Nahila de Taker Yahid Gehila Meka Pezoka Reka Dusha Taker Shavate Nuka Bilushmasa Zakatenu Yodea Talmud Rukshim Kivod Mahuto Le Olam Vayed Amen.